0: Hey guys, today's sponsor is Hero Cosmetics. They sent us over the Mighty Patch, which is a hydrocolloid acne patch. I actually had a pimple pop up the other night, so I stuck on a Mighty Patch original overnight, and in the morning, the pimple was totally flat. I really have to say this worked. In fact, even my teenage daughter is obsessed. She's been stealing them from me all week. It's very cool. If you guys want to try the Mighty Patch for yourself, use code SHAMELESS15 for 15% off on Herocosmetics.com. That's H-E-R-O-C-O-S-M-E-T-I-C-S.com. Hey guys, welcome to the Shamelessly Feminine Podcast. I'm super excited today to have another Jen on the show. We're like, you know... If we're so famous, these Jen's. Uh, Jen Scalia, uh, she's a visibility and mindset strategist for entrepreneurs who want to live a legacy. Um, the self-professed introvert and single mom went from rock bottom to creating a seven-figure business within three years. Um, I have to say that this, I, I'm so interested. I booked Jen a while back because I'm so interested in hearing her story for inspiration, but today it's even more important that we're hearing your story and talking today and having an open conversation because as we're recording this, it is the middle of March and we are in the thick of this coronavirus stuff. And as an entrepreneur myself, I am um, feeling really nervous about losing my business and. You know, a lot of my work has been canceled and it's so fascinating to me that like I've been working my business for 11 years and in 11 days it could be wiped out. It's just so fascinating. So let's hope not. But um, before we get into the coronavirus stuff, Jen, tell us a little bit about you and your story. I want to hear the background.
1: Absolutely. So uh, you gave me a really good intro there. So what I do is I help entrepreneurs with um really just growing and scaling their businesses through mindset and through like authentic marketing. So really just raising their visibility so that more people can know about them. Because what I find is that there's so many amazing people um, and just people just don't know about them, you know? And so for me, um, like I mentioned in the bio, I'm an introvert. And when I first started my business, it was, you know, I I had a background and skills in marketing and social media, but I was always like, the right hand man or the behind the scenes person. So when I came online, it was actually pretty difficult for me to kind of wrap my head around the fact that like I had to be at the forefront of my business. So it took me a little while to get my footing. I kind of started my business thinking like I knew everything. (laughs) Um, And I was like, Oh my God, this is gonna be so easy. Like I actually worked for a casino in Atlantic City doing all of their marketing and social media. So I was like, Oh, going online, this is gonna be cake. Going to be so easy, um, and I got hit with a reality check. You know, then I was like, wow, this is so different um, than marketing. You know, a local business or you know a restaurant or a, you know salon. So I really had to like I, I struggled. I struggled a lot in the beginning, and I love to share this with people because I want to let people know how quickly things can change. So you were just talking about how you know things can change for the worse, but they could also change really quickly for the better. And you know, it took me about a year to actually get my first paying client. And like I said, I just love sharing that because I want people to know that wherever they are and however far they may be in their business, like it just takes that one thing and that one aha moment to completely turn things around. And for me, it took a year. It took a year to get my first client. But then once I understood how to do it and I understood what was actually holding me back from getting that client in the first place, I was able to quickly turn it around and within three
0: years, like create that seven figure business. I love that story. So tell me, <clears throat> can you tell me if you want to share what was holding you back and what do you find are the things that hold other women back from really creating the business that they love?
1: Yeah. So for me, it was two things Then these... It just seems to be a common thread for me, especially working with women. Um, it's it was definitely the the visibility, you know, just being afraid of what other people are gonna think, and what if I come across as stupid, or what if so and so says something about me posting, or you know, I kind of feel like a fraud. So there's a lot of like ego stuff going on with like how can I really express myself online, how can I really put myself out there, and not worry about the people who may not like me, right? And and when you're online. I always say like people are not going to like you, <laughs> you know, well, I don't
0: it. <laughs> like you all the time in real life, but in, right. in the exactly internet right. world, you have the keyboard warriors that, you know, love to hate people. Exactly. And so I'm like, you kind of have
1: to develop a thick skin and know that like, you know, not everybody's going to like you, but the majority of the people will. And if you can really just focus on like, I'm doing this for the people who need to hear my message. I'm doing this for the people who need my help. I'm doing this for the people who I want to serve versus like, Oh my God, what if that one person out of a thousand people doesn't like me? And that's usually where we go. Right. It's like, we're going to focus on that one person that doesn't like us. So just a lot of stuff like that. A lot of like, um, You know, just a lot of people online are connected to people who were, you know, maybe previous employers, previous colleagues, people they went to high school with, family members, and so they kind of have this tug of war of, like, how can I, like, be this persona and this person in my business, and then I have these people that maybe know me for something else or know me differently. And so there's a lot of like tug of war with that kind of stuff as well. Um, and then the second thing is really around mindset, um, money specifically when it comes to mindset for me. Um, I just didn't really know. I was very, very unaware when I came online seven years ago that I even had a money story, you know? And once I started, um, learning about this stuff, I was like, Oh my God, I was like, Oh wow. This is why, I haven't been able to create the type of income that I see other people creating because I have all of these stories. I have all of these beliefs around money that are keeping me stuck. Can you give me an example of what a- Oh yeah even just um, in terms of like the amount of money that was available for me. So for for one, the very first year that I was actually profitable in my business, um, because remember, it took me a year to get my first client. Um, so this was the second year in business. And I made around, I want to say it was around $35,000. And which is not terrible, right? For just starting and hitting my footing. And so it was, it's like nothing to sneeze at. But I was like seeing people who were making like 35,000 a month. And I was like, okay, like, where's the disconnect here? Like what's actually happening. And, you know, through doing a lot of my mindset work, I realized that I thought that between 35 and $40,000 was normal for someone to earn, because that's what I saw growing up. That's what I saw in my life, you know, my cousins, my aunts, my uncles, like, that was kind of like the standard income, you know, and so that was just a belief that I held. And so no wonder why when I had my first profitable year, that's about how much money I made. Um so that was like the first awareness of like, wow, there is so much more available. And just even shifting the thinking. Like before I, you know, back in that time, I would think that somebody making like six figures, I would think they're rich. You know, I was like, oh my God, somebody making a hundred thousand dollars, like they're really doing great, you know? Um, and then just shifting the complete perspective of like, wow, that's actually not that much right you make uh, it and you're like wait what where's all yeah, this and people are making that in one month so for me it, that was like a huge shift for me and just realizing like how much was available if I allowed it to be for me and so from that second year where i did um 35k the very next year my goal was 100,000 i was like I, if i could do 35 i could do 100,000 you know the, the following year and I ended up doing over $500,000 mm. that next year, just by really shifting the mindset perspective of how much was available to me.
0: That's awesome. And let's talk a little bit about authentic marketing, because you talked a bit mm-hmm. about, um, you know, people not, you know, people knowing you for something else, maybe or whatnot. How important is authenticity in marketing and social media?
1: For me, um, I like to define authenticity as just being in alignment with your values. And I, you know, I think that when certain people think about authenticity they're like oh it's just you know how you come across and being like genuine and for me it's like doing what is in alignment with who you actually are right and being able to be that person across the board right Mm -hmm. so a lot of people have this like okay this is who I am online this is my persona online but then if you were to ask someone in their personal life it's like okay that's a totally different person like (laughs) who are you even talking about so really being able to like bring those two things together of like Who do I actually want to be in this world? You know, how do I want others to view me, whether it's a client, whether it's somebody in my audience, whether it's my husband, whether it's my you know cousin, like I want everybody to see me in the same light. I want to be authentic across the board and be in alignment with just who I am and not feel like I have to pretend or fake or be somebody else um, in order to make other people happy.
0: Yeah, and it's actually way easier to do it that way. because. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you don't have to wake up in the morning and go, oh, what do I have to post today? Like, you just know. You're like, All right, I'm going to post this on my mind today. You know, even now, like I said, we're in the thick of this coronavirus mess. I don't know what you want to call it, pandemic, whatever it is. Um... And I I said the other day on my social media, like, I don't know what to post, you guys. Like, I can't just post pictures of sexy women and pretend like this isn't happening in the world. And yet I do crave some normalcy. And I think that you probably do too. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to post whatever I feel like posting every day. And that might be a coronavirus thing, or it might be a photography tip, or it might be whatever. Um, But it's, I don't have to worry because I know that whatever I post, my audience is going to go, okay, yeah, I'm in Jen's head today. I get it. I know what's going on with her. And, you know, uh, you know, my feeling is about the people that hate you. I have a, I have a really strong feeling about this, actually. Um, I feel like, like, as an artist, I want somebody to look at my work and say, like, I love it or I hate it. I don't want, like, a, yeah, it's okay, and then move on, right? I want to evoke some sort of emotion. So I always say, if you're evoking emotion where somebody really hates you, that means you're killing it, girl. <laughs> somebody, you cannot be a successful person without somebody hating on you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I agree with you. I think it's like, yeah, you want, because that just like blah emotion is just like, it's just like them scrolling by you. Like they don't even notice you. Right. So it's like, if they're going to notice you, it's like either way, like, oh my God, I really love this chick. She's awesome. She looks really cool. I want to keep following her or like, ugh.
0: I can't stand her. <laughs> right. And, oh, wow. and by the way, I do follow some people I can't stand just because I can't stop looking. It's like a train wreck, right? <laughs> like, there's a thing about that, too. So, yeah, it's really about sort of building that thick skin and not really caring if they hate yeah. you or if they're verbal about it. Because, um, you know, I also find that with all the people that are verbal about how much they love you, there's a handful and probably even more people that are not verbal about how much they love you. Mm-hmm. it's probably the same about people that hate you. So, you can't. Just can't live your life trying to please everybody all the time. It's exhausting.
1: Yeah, it's way easier when you can just be yourself and know that that's good enough.
0: Yeah. All right. So I'm going to ask you a question. Um, mm-hmm. Are you worried now with what's going on about your business and how the coronavirus is going to affect you and your marketing and your clients? Um. So I would, as of right now,
1: um, which is we're just. I feel like we're just at the tip of it. I'm not. Um, Only because I'm really seeing this as an opportunity, especially for online businesses. Um, Most of the people that I work with are online businesses. So um, I feel just like actually what you were just saying of like the people who are your people are going to get it. The people who are your people are going to resonate with whatever you put out there, whether you choose to sell or choose not to sell, whether you choose to, you know, talk about the thing and what's going on or whether you choose not to. Um, And really, as long as it feels good for you and it's in alignment for you, you've got to do that. I do believe that people are still buying. Um, I, you know, obviously there's people who are scared. There's people who aren't able to work right now. Um, And that's really, that's really sad, you know, and I do have compassion for those people. But I feel that the people who can still work have a duty to do so. Mm -hmm. And I feel online, like we are getting, like some people are getting shamed for continuing to work. And I'm like, well, I'm a single mom and you know, nobody's like, I'm providing for myself and I'm providing for my son. So I can't voluntarily just say I'm just not going to work, right? Like, so it just—it's like boggles my mind that people oh, are it's our yeah.
0: economy right now. People, yeah,
1: like yeah. we're circulating the income, right? Like we can do it, and that's the thing. It's like there's people who can't, and that really sucks. Me, but the people who can, <laughs> I'm you yeah,
0: know, but, one of those people. <laughs> no, that, it's hard. Listen, it's yeah. really tough, and and that's why. I, I think that, you know, I'm trying to tell other photographers that I mentor that, you know, this is a time to really get your marketing into, into here and not, not maybe, um, hard marketing, like, Hey, let's run a sale. I saw somebody, a photographer running a sale. They were calling it a, um, (laughs)
1: like
0: a a faux, what is it? A faux? I don't remember. They made up some, um, name that had to do with photography that rhymed with coronavirus I don't know 19% (laughs) off all shoots or something and I was just like "Uh, a little tacky I'm not really sure I'm feeling it but maybe I'm wrong maybe it's like the most creative thing ever you know and with the right person it'll resonate um but yeah it's it's tough so let's talk a little bit about manifestation and we've talked about manifestation quite a Mm -hmm. bit on this show before but I'm curious manifestation wise how can your mindset Help you with your work mindset because right now um, I will speak for myself since my business is not online. I am scared. I am fearful. I am watching the stock markets go places it should not be going. I am worried about how long is this going to last? Is my work going to rebook or is it just going to cancel? You know, how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to feed my family? So on and so forth. These these thoughts and fears are very real. I'm trying right now to manage them and just take it day by day and say, you know what, all we have is today and today, everything is good. You know, we're, we're still here. We're still paying bills. We're still doing what we need to, but how do you get past just living in the present Mm -hmm. and looking towards the future in a positive way when everything around you feels like it's crumbling?
1: Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like we're always manifesting, right? Whether it's good, bad, or ugly, like, no matter what we're always manifesting. So being able to choose the direction of your manifestation is really, really important. And, you know, I, I mean, the fear is real. What's happening is real. Um, I'm, you know, not discounting that at all, but I do honestly believe that it's gonna, it's going to pass. Like it's going to pass. We don't know when, like, we don't know if it's in a month or in two weeks or in three months, but it will. And so I think it's just being focused on like, who do you want to be through it? And who do you want to be on the other side
0: yeah. and
1: really focusing on, you know, how you want to show up in the world during this time? How do you want to show up for your family during this time? How do you want to show up for the people that you mentor during this time? Um, And, you know, having fear is not the problem, right? It's allowing the fear to like, overtake you and stop you and and doing all that stuff like that's that's the issue right it's not having the fear at all because we're all human like we all have it right all the time whether this is going on or not (laughs) it's just a matter of like okay what what am I choosing to do with that and if this is happening for me like what is the purpose what is the reason and how can we look at that um and you know for manifestation for me it is always about like that end result Actually, there's not always, I mean, it's never an end, but it's like, you know, that next level of like who you want to be and how you want to show up. So, um, and doing everything every day that supports that higher vision for yourself. So like, okay, if I'm going to make a post, if I'm going to make this decision, if I'm going to sell my stocks, if I'm going to buy more stocks, like does this support the highest version of myself that I'm trying to be and just really living in alignment with that. Um, And really checking in with yourself. I feel like especially now, it's like, it's not just like, oh, I'm going to go like journal for 10 minutes, or I'm going to go like genie and manifest something. But it's like, it needs to be really a focused effort. And like, it's happening all the time and checking in with yourself all the time. As those fears come up, like check in with yourself and say, okay, is this real? Or is this something that I can, you know, shift my focus on? Is this real? Or is this a feeling? Um, But yeah, especially in these times now, I feel like it's just so important for us to continuously check in with that.
0: Mm, it's funny. So I'm writing a book right now about life after cancer. And ironically, yesterday's chapter was about fear. And one of the things I said was, you know, the biggest thing that I do is I check in with myself and I say, is this real? Is this real? And you know, the, um, the, what I find about this fear is that there's gray areas. It's not a yes or no answer. There is a lot of gray. Like, for example, right now, yes, the fear is real. However, <clears throat> losing my business isn't happening right now. So that's the gray area. So I have to divide it, right? Like I have to say, okay, this is, it is definitely a possibility. And there are you know, there's a lot of stress going on right now. However, today, this is where I'm at. at. And this is, you know, maybe I need to do something to make me feel in control, like make a list of the 10 things I can do to make money before Mm -hmm. the year is over, or, you know, that require no in-person contact (laughs) whatsoever, or, you know, whatever it might be, because, you know, the truth is, things are changing here hour by hour. We don't know what's going to be tomorrow. I don't know what's going to be at, you know, two o'clock today.
1: (laughs) I know that's what I've been saying. I'm like, it's literally changing day by day, but really hour by hour. Like we don't know what's going to happen. So yeah, it's really just maintaining the vision. And like you said, just, is this real? Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's possibilities, but you know, and then on the heels of that possibility, like what could you do, you know, to, to bring, if you mentor photographers, like how can you do that online? it's definitely something you can do online, right? It's definitely something that you can do without having to be in person with someone. So I think it's also going to allow for like people to like rise up and think of new things to do and new ideas and new ways to use their skills and new ways to shine their light. Like it's, I mean, everybody's on lockdown now, right? So as long as the internet doesn't go, right. I think we'll be okay. I think if the internet goes, then we'll have a real issue. But um, yeah, it's just, you know, what can I do? Like,
0: you know, you're right, my the, Instagram, my
1: the like there's so many other things that you do, um, that you can maybe leverage at this time now. Um, you know, since you can't do other things in your business.
0: I said that on my, on my Instagram story today, that crisis cultivates creativity and we can look at it that way, you know, and, and yeah. say, instead of crisis cultivating fear, crisis cultivating, you know, negative thoughts and whatnot crisis can cultivate creativity and how are we and I'm not just talking about like art people I'm talking about any sort of creative anything creative ways to pay your bills creative ways to make money creative ways to cook dinner with your kids creative ways to bond with your family whatever it is crisis can cultivate creativity if you allow room for it
1: mm, I love that so much
0: So do you have any like maybe one or two specific manifestation tips that you give people that you can share with my audience today?
1: Yeah. So one of the things that I do all the time is um, I'll actually give you, yeah, two. Um, So I do a lot of journaling. Um, Journaling is like my ritual um, and I just love writing. Um, But I actually started this practice like five years ago where I just started every day journaling about the life that I wanted. And it may be a little difficult. I mean, I don't know when this is going to air, but it may be a little difficult, like in times like this. Um, But I think again, like going back to what you said, like it could just spark something new. And so, there's two things that I do with my journaling, and this is something that I do pretty much real ritualistically, like every single day. And so, the first one is I'll start with gratitude because I feel like that's an easy one for people to get their head around. Of like, okay, what am I actually grateful for? What's really amazing? What's really cool in my life right now? But the trick that I use to manifest is like, okay, well, what can I be grateful for that I just don't have yet? So say you want something specific, maybe it's, you know, new business or maybe a car or maybe, you know, a new opportunity in your business. Um, So instead of saying things like, well, I want a new car or I want new clients or I want this new opportunity in my business, like actually having gratitude for it before it's there. Mm -hmm. And so you may have gratitude right now, currently for you know your current life, your children, your health, your family, your husband, all the things that you are tangible, like it's here now. Um, And then also saying, well, I'm I'm so happy and grateful that I have all of these new opportunities in my business. Mm -hmm. I'm so happy and grateful that I have this influx of new clients. I'm so happy and grateful that I was able to get my dream car and pay cash for it. Right. So whatever it is, but actually like mixing these two things together. So as you're writing out the gratitude, like mix in the stuff that you currently have and with the things that you just don't have yet because Mm. our mind doesn't know, right? Like it actually doesn't know if this thing is real or not. All it's responding to is our feeling around it. So if you're writing and you're like, okay, like I I know I have my husband and my house, my kids and my health, you're going to feel good about that, right? Um, And so if you can just intertwine some of the not yet things within that writing, um, you're also going to feel really good about that, which is going to allow you to bring it closer to you and manifest it more.
0: Right. Cause so it's really all about the energy that you're putting out mm-hmm. to the universe and opening up those, those energy lines. And I, now, whenever I say this, I'm always fearful <laughs> that people are going to think I'm crazy, but I don't really care. If you believe in quantum physics, all of this stuff already exists. It's just bringing it to you. Right. That's right. <laughs> and so
1: exactly. So with the energy, it's like, yeah, like I feel really good about this car that I don't have yeah. yet right? But I feel really good about it versus like, oh my God, I need this car, right? Because the need and the desperation is very, it's off-putting. It's, it's the... Oh, it's
0: off-putting even in relationships. Think about it. Like When, a, when a, you know, a woman or a man acts so desperate in their dating, you're like, oh, it's so unattractive, you know? But like the minute you kind of play hard to get or you're like, oh, whatever, I'm not attached to the outcome of this. They're like so much more attractive. It's, it's exactly. good in energy all around. Well, I love it. And I'm going to be so grateful that this whole Corona thing is over. So how about that? (laughs)
1: Exactly. Exactly. Um, And so the the next thing is it it goes along more with the journaling as well. Um, And what I do is kind of future pace and like, write the story how I want it to be. And, you know, for me, it's like, again, I go back to this thing about like, when you say like, I want something, um, you're always kind of putting it outside of yourself. And you're always kind of putting it just, just out of reach. Right. it's like, it's over there. I want it, which means you're operating from a place of lack. So decide the kind of life that you want, you know, and literally like I do this every day with every aspect of my life from how I want to look, how I want my health to be how you know, I want to sleep at night, how I want to wake up in the morning, what types of clients that I want, what kind of finances do I want my relationship? Like I literally go through like okay, these are all the important areas of my life. What do I want it to look like? Like, What is that next level version of me? And I write out the story of like, this is what it is, but I never use the word want. Mm. So I'll never say like, I want this. Like I'm actually writing it as if it's already happened. So I say always write it in the present or past tense. So if you find yourself saying things like I want, or I'm going to, or I will do that, Like, try to bring it back to the present of, like, I already have this. I already experienced this. And if you do that on a daily basis, like, I promise it will change your life. Um, I always challenge people to, like, do it for seven days. Mm. Do it for seven days, and it'll just, it'll really ground you into who you want to be. I also feel like the journaling process of writing and just really getting in touch with that future self is it helps you be more proactive versus reactive, which is why for me, it's like become a ritual and something that I do. And very first thing in the morning before life hits me, you know, because now I'm connected again with this person that I want to be. And I know everything that I do today, every way that I react, every decision that I make is going to be connected to this next level version of myself. And am I making the right choices versus, you know, just starting the day and getting distracted and getting, you know, put off by other people and their agendas and the things that they want and snapping at my husband or, you know, snapping at my kids or something. It's like, this grounds me. Right. So just kind of future pace. Like this is the life that I want from the morning. You, you know, the second you wake up till you go to sleep, who do you want to be? How do you want to act? What do you want to have? And write that um, every day.
0: Yeah. And I hate to, to keep bringing it back to Corona, but let's do that for just one <laughs> second. If you're on lockdown right now, it's yeah. actually a gift that you're not surrounded by other people's energy and thoughts. And, you know, besides your immediate family, I'm assuming, yeah. you know, that's actually a blessing. And it's, this is, this is a great opportunity if we're still on lockdown when everybody hears this, we might even be on more lockdown, who knows, yeah. but you know, <laughs> this is a, um, a good opportunity to get in touch with these things. And it's a good distraction. Mm -hmm. right? Like it's a good distraction to what's going on. Shut the news off for a little while, get real with yourself because when this is all over, we are all still going to be existing and moving forward. And, you know, we have choices to make about what we want our lives to look like after. And I think that this event will actually sculpt some of that for us as well, because I think a lot of people are going to make a lot of changes in their lives. You know, I, 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 I'm a cancer survivor and I, and I really compare this to sort of being diagnosed with cancer. It's like this, this tidal wave that hits you and your life is never going to be the same again. So it's like, how do you, how do you continue on going forward day by day? And we're going to have to figure that out. And this is part of that. And if you can sit and do that now, you have a step ahead of everybody else, right?
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today. If people want to find you, where can they find you?
1: Uh, So the best place is I have a Facebook group. It's jenscalia.com forward slash tribe. It's called meant for millions. Uh, I'm also on Instagram meant for millions. And I also have a podcast at meant for millions. I'm actually rebranding my, my business and I'm super excited for that. And, you know, just locking into that vision. So
0: I love it. And I will be asking to join today. So thanks. (laughs) Um, I really appreciate it. And All of you guys are listening out there. I hope that you're all doing well. You're staying safe, staying healthy and taking care of you and your loved ones. If you love this podcast, please feel free to share it with somebody. We all need something to do right now. So listening to the podcast (laughs) would be helpful to them and to me. I'm being honest here, right? So, um, share it with a friend. I love you. And please everybody stay safe and stay home. If you're listening to this while the Corona thing is still happening. All right, guys, have an awesome day.